You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage or know what it's all about, go to the website, builtforthestage.com, and yeah, we'll get to know one another. Thanks to BPN, Broadway Podcast Network. Check them out at bpn.fm. All right. As always, we have an exciting guest for us uh, on Hamilton in Hamilton right now. Uh, i also was in a, a movie that I really enjoyed on Netflix, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So we're going to talk all things about that and also just spotlight our guests. So please welcome Johanna Moyes. Hi, Johanna. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us on your day off. How's it feel? Have you have you done any like, uh, I don't know, napping or stretching or, <laughs> or what, what have you done on your day off so far? Um, I had an appointment to get my hair redone for the show, and then I did some cleaning of the apartment, got some groceries, you know, setting myself up for the week. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've been yeah. working, on, that's still kind of working, you know, having to go in for your hair. Hmm? That's still kind of still working, having to go in for yeah. that, you know? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy the people there that uh, are helping you out with it, so it's a good time to hang out. Um, 100%. <laughs> let's get into, let's rewind to the beginning. I was on your website before we hit record here. I was just saying like, I, I really like your website. There's a couple of like grin moments in there where, where it just makes you smile a bit. So one of them awesome. was that when you were growing up, you were born pigeon toed and that's what influenced your parents to enroll you into dance class and you yeah. just kept dancing. So Tell, tell us about that and just how dance was a part of your life very early. Yeah. Um, when we were little, I grew up, I have five siblings. And so it was always like a thing of my parents to try and find what we would be like good at, what we would enjoy on the weekends outside of school. So we did everything. There was We did karate, we did soccer, um, tennis even. And then um, I was born pigeon-toed, as you just said. Um, so my parents really wanted to put me in dance classes alongside everything else just so they could like straighten out my walk a little bit. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, no, I'm going to miss so much soccer. Like soccer was my thing. But they enrolled me in my first dance class and I loved it and I never stopped. Everything else sort of fell away except for dancing. So, 
Okay. And during this time, uh, while you were young and you were in dance class, is this when you grew your love for giraffes or (laughs) when did this come on and why do you love giraffes? Actually, I, I think it was like, I had just turned 14 or something and it was at a dance competition and there were, um, there was a production number being done that was like from Madagascar randomly this random studio was doing a number from Madagascar and they had like a big giraffe costume thing that the kids like came out in and I was like that's insane but then also I was like oh yeah giraffes are very cool and then I just got very like enamored by them and went down like a web rabbit hole of just searching up all the facts about giraffes I can and I just think that they're like tall silent beautiful creatures and they're so strong they can kick the head off of a lion that's a fun fact see wow i (laughs) that and i'm gonna slinging that random uh fact everywhere that's yes (laughs) Uh, last one just as we continue to break the ice here and get our listeners to get to know you you also put on your website that i believe it's pronounced garamond is the only font that you will type poetry in why is that absolutely well because in school they make you write everything in times new roman 12 font and like Times new roman is cool i guess but garamond is just prettier and so <laughs> if i'm going to be writing anything that comes from me in my words number one i feel like i have an aversion to times new roman just because we've been forced to use it so long in school and number two it's just beautiful and i also like to write and not in capital letters. And it's the only font that I like the way the non-capital letters look. Mm-hmm. You're, you're one of, I actually have a friend that uh, he will only email in all lowercase, like never caps, nothing. He, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is, uh, sometimes while he's writing, a, it's like you're reading a haiku, but it's actually yes. an email from him. Yeah. Well, cause like sometimes caps just feels too abrasive, but I don't know. It might just be me because I also tend to overthink things like that. Like I'll put an exclamation point in one sentence and then I'll be like, I can't put it in the next sentence because I seem too excited. So we're we're definitely taking this one minute clip from this episode and posting it everywhere because it's so true. (laughs) We all do this, but no one, no one, we have to get this out there. No one talks about it. We do. No one talks about it enough. Share your issues of anxiety of when to put an exclamation point and when to just put a period. But because if, you don't want to come off crazy. Yeah, but then if you put the period, you sound like then you're you up- seem like you're uptight. It's crazy. That's too much. The world we live in. Can you believe it? <laughs> when did you join the cast of Hamilton? Um, I joined the company in January 2019, so like a year before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. You were grooving for about a year there, and then mm-hmm. then the world uh, shut down. Yes, and, it did. And here we are. Okay, so tell us, let's see, you're almost, since like coming coming back, it'll almost have been a year. So I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like, you're almost at the point where you have this like one year bookend in between COVID, like a one year Hamilton, COVID, and now almost one year bookending it. Yeah. How's that experience been? How was it? And then how's it been since we have resumed shows? Um, Well, when I first joined the company, it was like my first ever super duper big endeavor. It's the first time moving away from home. It was the first time for everything really for me. And all of my family lives in Florida. So like I'm literally the only person here. (laughs) Um, 
and also all of my family is like very in the medical field or like very super duper practical. And that was my track for a very long time before I booked the show. Um, so when I first joined it, it was a lot of like very anxious and exciting energy. And then the pandemic hit and everyone had to go home. But it was crazy because the day that everything closed, we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have two weeks vacation. Like, let's rest our bones, rejuvenate, like go to Cancun for a week. Tickets are $40. Like those were the conversations before it all became as harrowing and as serious as it did. Um, and then we came back. I think we started rehearsal at New 42 in like August or end of July. And it was just, it was, the shift was there because it was like 18 or so months of everybody being affected by this thing in such a different way. But every single one of the people in the room and like in the world has been touched by this pandemic. So when you got back after COVID, did you notice any parts of the show in Hamilton lines or uh, staging that kind of popped out per se after going through those two rough years during the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. There was a moment at the very end of tech, like the day before I invited dress rehearsal, <clears throat> sorry, um, that we had run through the show for one of the first times, like all the way through. And we got to the playoff music and all of a sudden, like all the swings that were like taking notes and stuff, all of us just like burst into tears. It was like the craziest, most cathartic and also just like sad release that I don't think any of us were really expecting. Um, cause our show, like as fun and as like rappy heavy that it is. And like, it's so iconic and all this stuff. Like there's so much that talks about like literally who lives, who dies and who tells your story and like the passage of time. And also the mantle you have to take on to respect the people that we have lost and how we move forward through that. Um, I mean, even before the pandemic, it's quiet uptown always wrecked me. Like I just... <laughs> If I was about to come on stage, I could not watch Philip's death. There was just no way of doing that. But post-pandemic, you just pick out the lines that are that just talk so much about like time and lineage and legacy much, yeah. much more. Yeah, being on the right side of history and all that kind of stuff as well, for sure. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, was it during the pandemic that? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was filmed or when was that filmed? Um, um, so Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was something that I filmed in June of 2019. So it was about six oh, months just, since I moved here. Okay. So just before 2020 was the filming of it. Got it. Yeah. 
And you move, you keep saying that. So you're young, I'm assuming, and you were in, (laughs) you were in Florida audition. Like, how did what? How did you audition for Hamilton, or how did you audition for the for the Netflix movie? Uh, How did yeah? How did this happen? Yeah. So I um, I graduated high school in 2017, and in the year of 2018, I was doing like a regional production of like Flashdance, where in Florida, they had flown down some people from New York, like act professionals, equity members to do the show. And I was like, wow, like, it's so cool. You do this for like real life. Like, I'm just like here from like college class, like to fill in, I'm dancing because someone had gotten sick. So um, they had to pull out of the production. So I went into it and that was very much that. But they were wow. like, you know what? Like, you should just fly to the city and audition. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not union. How am I supposed to just hop on a plane and go to audition? Like, how do I figure this stuff out? And they're like, no, you're built for Hamilton. You just go. So for a couple of months, I was like stalking Playbill to see like, when is an ECC going up? And then I had to beg my mom because my parents are <laughs> very Haitian. They're from an island. And so they were like, what is this Broadway? What is this theater? You want to not be a doctor to fly on a plane to maybe not get seen for something random? Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely. Um, so I, I ended up flying there with like my headshot was like a selfie I took against a tree in my backyard and my one resume credit was Flashdance the Musical. Um, and that was in February of 2018, I think. Um, and I got there and then they were not seeing non-union that day. So I cried and then I went home the next day. Like I bought a flight for one day, got there and then flew back. And then eight months later, they sent me an email inviting me to come dance for them because I left my headshot and resume with them. And at that time, I also like unprivated my Instagram and was like posting dance videos and things because I was like, you know, like maybe they'll like look me up, maybe, Um, which they ended up doing. And then I came back eight months later. um, Sorry to interrupt you. Was that confirmed that they later told you that they saw your Instagram or how do you think? I have no clue. I actually don't know. Or what do you um, think maybe on your resume? Was there something on your res- resume like dance credit wise? That- Listen, my resume literally said like Johanna Almina Moyes, my email, my phone number, flash dance the musical. And then it was like, and I've also been dancing since I was four years old on the back <laughs> of a selfie that I took against a tree. So oh, wow. yeah, it was very wild, very much kismet. Like I, but I left my headshot in that pile of like 500 other girls. And then they emailed me eight months later. I came and danced for them. Um, I made it through that, like you dance and then they do some cuts and then you dance again. And then they were like, okay, great. Then I went home. And then two days later, I got another email asking me to come for a call back the following week. And my mom was like, listen, you live in Florida. They have to know you live in Florida. You can't just keep flying back and forth. But I didn't want to tell them because I was like, if I tell them, they're not going to give me the job. But she was like, that's my one condition. Like you either tell them that this next time you go up is the last time you're going. And I was like, okay, great. I was like, if I get a call back, I'm going to tell them that I'm literally here for three days and I can't come back. My mom's not going to buy another ticket. Um, so I did end up getting a call back and Telsey was amazing. They ended up scheduling for me to sing the morning of my flight. Um, I sang for them with the music director of the show at the time. And then I flew home. And then a month later, that was in November, a month later, I got a call saying that if I was going to hear anything, it would be the week of my birthday. Then my birthday came and went. And I was like, great, guess I'm going to be a doctor. 
But then January 1st, they called me. And then I moved here January 7th into a hotel with my mom for a week while we looked for an apartment. Wow. You yeah. you have lived a movie. Someone, <laughs> someone needs to contact. Uh, does, Lin Manuel, does, does Lin Manuel know your story? Does he know this story? Because I, I don't he, think so. I could see him like, you know, when Hamilton has, you know, been on Broadway for like 20, 25 years or whatever down the road, he could kind of like revive it in a way by telling this untold story of this girl named Johanna Moyes and how she was discovered in spite of flight difficulties and her Haitian parents almost <laughs> saying, you have to be a doctor. You can't do that. Yeah. And then the whole headshot and the pot. What a story. Yeah, it was crazy. Like really, really so much. Like every time that I think about it, I'm like, this should not have come to pass. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just extremely, extremely lucky. Yeah. Good for you. And and it was almost like back to back these things because you also booked the movie. Well, how did you? Was yeah. there not? Did you submit a, a video? I'm assuming down from Florida, and then what happened? No. There? So with that, um, after I had booked Hamilton in about like a month since I joined, about February was when I first met my managers, Talent Inc. Um, and we like signed with each other and then they immediately just started like working for and with me. And Camille um, Brown was the choreographer of that movie. So she was holding auditions in New York city and they got me an audition and I just went in auditioned with literally every other girl that looks like me. Got um, it. And then by the grace of God. Yeah. Booked it. What have you not booked? What's gone bad for you? <laughs> What's gone bad for you in your life? I mean, I don't, I don't think that I would say anything goes bad. I feel like if you don't get something, then it's not meant to happen at that time. There you go. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, that's in, in our industry. That's really the only way to think about it. Cause you, you're like, Oh my gosh, an, aud an audition for a series regular. Like I have to be great. I have to book this. And then sometimes you don't. And then you're like, Oh, that means I suck, which is not true. Maybe, you know, just something happened on the other end where they're like, mm, you remind me of my grandma and I don't like my grandma. So it's not going to yeah. be you this time. That's right. Um, that's right. So, so while yeah. you've had this early success and you've been in the show now, uh, I mean, it hasn't really been four, three years or four years. It's really been like maybe a year or two ish yeah, uh, because of two -ish. The, the break. But what have you been doing uh, to like, try to continue to advance yourself as a performer or like, what do you, what do you do besides the show? Cause you are so young and you obviously are extremely talented. How do you stay hungry to continue to better yourself when you've had such early success? Um, I think that like with each and every opportunity that presents itself, like each and every audition, it's like a moment for me to be like, wow, this is like another step that I could be taking and like could be moving forward. And like that everything is not as far out of my grasp as I once thought it was. Like, cause you know, when you're little, you're like watching Disney and you're like, oh, I want to be in a Disney channel movie. But then you're like, oh no, it's never going to happen. I live in a small town in Florida. Like, but if I would have continued to think that way, like in my senior year of high school, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to move to New York sometime and I'm going to be on Broadway sometime. And I just kept thinking and taking class and like doing that. And then all of a sudden I'm where I wanted to be three or four years ago. So yeah, I think I just like, yeah, like I just keeping I my head down with that. 
Yeah, I love what you're saying because a lot of people will bring up the whole positive affirmation, like self-talk thing without without finishing the statement of saying followed by the action it takes, you know, for, for these things to actually come to fruition. Yeah. I think that our, sometimes our culture or our age demographic just thinks you just say the things and it's kind of magically, you know, you have to say the things, believe the things, but then do the things you have to do yeah. to make them. <laughs> you had to be willing to be crazy and take those flights and your, your mom had to graciously be willing to allow it to happen one more time. And, you know, yeah. you had to actually put yourself in that situation. Yeah. I, I think just like putting yourself out there and also like focusing on like the work and like as cheesy as it sounds like the journey, like I don't think that my journey is by any means complete or that like Hamilton is the end all be all to like everything, but more so like every single dance class that I put myself in, every voice lesson that I'm taking, every acting class I'm taking, all the work that I'm doing every day to make sure that I'm staying ready so I don't have to get ready when the next opportunity presents itself is also just very fun and just realigns me with why I'm doing the art that I'm doing. Yeah. All right. I love it. That's that's where we'll end the conversation. Beautifully said. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Johanna, for being on the episode. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone, you can check out Johanna's Instagram, johanna.moyes on the Insta. You can go to her website, johannamoyes.com. That will be in the description of this episode. Make sure you give her a follow, uh, give her some love. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. I'm Joe Roscoe, founder of Bill for the Stage. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.